0: Your life is lived every day, and what happens between Sundays matters. Join Nate and Kate as they take, oftentimes, big ideas and make them practical for everyday life. This is the Between Sundays podcast with Nate and Kate Thompson. Welcome to Between Sundays with Nate and Kate. Uh, your life is lived every day, and what happens between Sundays matters. My name's Nate, and this is my wife, Kate.
1: Hello. Today we are talking about sharing the gospel because that is something we definitely want to do between Sundays, people.
0: Yes, we do. So we're going to look at um, what does that even mean? Whose job is it? How does it happen? Let's get after it.
1: We want to talk about sharing the gospel because of how important it is that everyone can hear the good news about Jesus. Because as we learned in Sunday school, if you went to Sunday school, the gospel means good news. There it is. All right. According to a crew research study by the Jesus Film Project, do you know what the Jesus film is, Nate? No. It is a film that they show to people, um, for like missionary and evangelistic purposes. So they will show it all over the world. They'll take a projector and set it up and show this film to share the message of Jesus. So, um, According to a crew research study by the Jesus Film Project, 22% of people don't share their faith because of fear, followed by 17% having a lack of opportunity, and then another 10% feel unequipped.
0: Man, that's wild.
1: Yeah, if I were to think about which of those categories I fit in, I would think that at times I would fit into all of those. Um, but I think I'd be like, well, I don't really know who to share the gospel with. It seems, to- seems like everyone in my life knows Jesus.
0: That's weird to just see it on paper in front of me, like the idea, just fear, opportunity and unequipped. Right. Like those three things are the breaks. It is intimidating. It's intimidating. Why? But why though? Why is it so intimidating to share something that you believe to be true?
1: That's supposed to be good news. It's supposed
0: to be good news. I've wondered over the years, and I don't know how this, if this is a hole I'm about to fall in or what, if it is, just pluck me out of this spot, but I've wondered if it is as believers, we don't even know what we believe. And that is why it's so unnerving to share this idea. It's like you bought something that you don't know you have fully, and you're trying to share it with somebody else, but you can't even fully explain it. Or you don't really have your head wrapped around it. You just know you believe it to be a good thing. And when they if they ask the wrong question, you're not going to know how to answer it. So you just rather yeah, dance around the idea and hope they buy into it eventually too.
1: Well, here's another thing that's coming to my mind is it's so personal to... Faith is so personal to people, like what they believe. Mm-hmm. And we live in a really individualistic society. So I feel like I, my beliefs are my beliefs. Your beliefs are your beliefs. We both know what we believe. And maybe we assume people aren't aren't looking for answers or they have their thing figured out. We have our thing figured out. We just keep that separate when it yeah. comes to spirituality because it seems so personal. Um, where a lot of societies in the past, they lived more communally and more as a community-minded
0: That's a good point. People. Which I think will then lend into the, uh, the idea where this study talked about opportunity. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, there's opportunity to share anything that's personal in the way of if you're willing to share or listen to it if the opportunity is right. If, the, if you put yourself in a position to, to be able to kind of like listen and share these ideas of religion.
1: Right, because we share about a lot of other things. Yeah. Even personal things.
0: So what does it mean?
1: What does it mean? Yeah, sometimes I feel like sharing the gospel, just those words. Mm-hmm. If you're in church, you probably know what that means. Maybe. I don't think,
0: they do. I don't think we do, I, Okay, Kate, I'm okay. just gonna say it out loud. I feel like 80% of the dudes and chicks sitting in church with me, we're like, yeah, I'll share the gospel. And then if the pastor walked up to me and said, share the gospel with me, we would be like, uh, I don't Where know. Where are the uh, tracks? Yeah, or can I refer you to church? Right. So they can do it. Mm -hmm. Like that's real. And I'm not trying to like punch somebody in the face right now. Punch myself in the face.
1: Well, because to be honest, there there can be a place for those things even. Mm -hmm. Like inviting people to church or handing out something that maybe explains it more. Yeah. You know.
0: I would I would wanna lean into go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say, like to define sharing the gospel. Um, What does it mean? It really does mean, in a biblical sense, sharing the good news. For us Christians, it's good news about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, So what are you even trying to share? What is this good news? That's a great question to ask. I feel like that's a good place to start. Yeah.
0: I think that we, as believers, we discount our own testimony. And we want to pull from stories of the Bible, and we negate our story with the Lord. Like the gospel according to Kate is your relationship with the Lord. And we kind of bypass it. Why? I think I bypassed it for years because I was always botching it up. Like I was always, from my perspective, screwing up my own walk with the Lord because of bad decisions or repeated decisions or all these things. So then I feel like my testimony or my relationship with the Lord isn't real enough to share with somebody that's going to have weight to them. So I'm going to use... Paul's who wrote half of the New Testament because he seems like he could get him there but then when you read things Paul wrote he was me, he's you he's, he's messing it up why am I doing the things I don't want to do why am I not doing the things I want to do like he said it right out loud but we bypass it and we don't see the reality that if we were sitting next to this man he would be more humble than we are about it and well, more honest about his failures I think
1: When you think about Jesus and Paul sharing the good news and any of the disciples, they did have a way of relating it to people, you know, sharing what Jesus had done for them, Mm -hmm. you know, like who I was before versus who I am now. Um, So they had a way of sharing their own story, but they also had a way of relating to whoever it was they were talking to. So if they were talking to somebody who is Greek, there was a different method of sharing the gospel than speaking to somebody who is Jewish. True. So I feel like there is a, sometimes when we over, you know, if you were to really analyze that and say, well, here's how I'm going to share the gospel with this person or this person, you could maybe get into a little bit of like too much, being too analytical about it and just like not talking about it. But I feel like there is there is kind of a unique thing that they had going on when they would share in their culture.
0: True. And I think that, but again, that takes me back to the, this takes me to the concept of just the, the relational aspect of life. I mean, I'm, I work with, people of different religions. And one of the guys I work with, me and him will have just open conversation about my God and his God. And it's it's really great. But it's also very challenging. It's intimidating. But in the way of like it draws more it draws me closer to the Lord because I'm challenged to like know the hope that's within me and to be ready to give an answer to anyone who asks right and i don't I want us as believers to get eyes on the hope that's within us, because I think for me personally, when I look back over the f- a few years of when I've really dug in, getting eyes on the hope builds my faith, and when I have more faith in what I believe, I'm more willing to share about it, and then I have this history with the Lord that's real, and then I'm pulling from a well that's him that, that makes sense that's familiar to me where i'm not trying to um, repeat what and not this isn't negative please like not to repeat what my pastor shared with me on sunday but to share what i've been digging up with the lord on my own and that it carries a different weight and i I would hope i think that's part of sharing the gospel is is realizing the gospel came to you you have a a personal portion to share and that we i think a lot of times i've had to just get over myself
1: i feel like for For me,
0: (laughs) (laughs) go ahead, young lady, young lady in the front. Go ahead.
1: One one thing I think about when I think about what it means to share the gospel, and we haven't yet given like a definition of sharing the gospel. We're just kind of talking about what what we feel like comes into our brains when we hear that phrase. And one thing I think about is how so many people in our society have heard of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So there is a certain idea that like we're not sharing something that's brand new to people. So it's like when we're like but have you heard about Jesus and how he died on the cross to forgive us of our sins and then he rose again and these are the pro- this is what he said and like a lot of people have heard some of those things and still have chosen to either not believe or um, they maybe just have a false idea of who Jesus is. And so I wonder that sharing the gospel could even be helping to right helping people to rightly see Jesus and God his purpose for our lives and um just kind of seeing Jesus for more of who he really is.
0: Absolutely. Bringing clarity to Jesus um, and his purpose and his plan is, is huge, especially in the way of like, it's just such a deep dive. That I think is one of the biggest challenges, I think. And especially like you said, I think that's true to touch on the culture of our society, how it is very privacy fenced. And you need like permission to speak about certain things. Because it literally starts for me at the concept of like, what do you believe is gonna happen to you when you die? That is a hard sell on lunch break. Right. With your buddy who yeah. just did, but oddly enough, it's like, it's a pretty honest starting point because I, I feel like that's something that's just heavy. How do you yeah, get there? Yeah, and there
1: is, there is an evangelist I heard of who kind of uses that tactic.
0: Thanks for being here with Between Sundays, don't forget to rate the podcast and share your feedback here or online at myhopefm.net.
1: So whose job is it? So we talk about what it means to share job. the gospel. Boom, next
0: question. <laughs> I'm not a pastor, people.
1: So yeah. are you saying it's not your job?
0: No, it's everybody's, I think. Okay. And that, I think it is. It's, it's the, if you are a believer, I feel like the Lord requires you to share your life and not be selfish. And by doing that, you're going to share the good news of what you believe.
1: So I was thinking about this a little bit more too, and just thinking about I I totally agree with you. I think it's all of our job to share the all of our job to share the gospel. Um, you already were talk about First Peter three fifteen where it talks about to give be ready to give a reason for the hope that's within you, and then I also think about Matthew twenty eight where Jesus tells his followers that. Um, we should go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that he commanded. Um, So definitely, I feel like it's all of our job to share the gospel. And in the past, I might have thought, especially with the idea of between Sundays, that between Sundays, if I want to share the gospel with somebody, I'm going to invite them to church. And then Mm -hmm. on Sunday, when the pastor says, if you don't know Jesus come see me after church or come to the altar or raise your hand or whatever it is, that then that's when they will accept yeah. the gospel. And then at that moment is when they'll officially be saved.
0: Right. But I, my, my hang up with this is where the Lord says, go and make disciples of all nations. Like make a disciple of every nationality. Like there's no barrier. There's no nothing. And I wonder that growing up, it's I've been just taught with the concept of creating a convert and I know that's like maybe like an older idea but where we're gonna convert somebody but he said to make a disciple of somebody and a disciple is a long-term idea and it's like investing and being there and creating culture and friendship and, and reality and then when he goes on to say baptizing them in the name of the Father Son and Holy Spirit and just, I was listening to that. My main man, Doctor Timothy Keller, and you talked about that, like being baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And when he talked about the name is, it's meaning like the character of God. Like you're gonna like this concept of just like bringing somebody, no, like just saturating them in the nature of God continually. Like you're a wet sponge in your life of God's nature and character. And then all of a sudden, when you're discipling people, it's in a way of like it can even be unintentional at that point, with depending on the access you have within their life. But if I'm constantly bringing forth the character and nature of God into these situations, and it's all three of them—the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit—I feel like sharing the gospel becomes it is where it is. It is your life. It's and and it is speaking. Because there's also the times there's these ideas within church where it's like you don't have to say anything you just do it. Well, I would say that's a lie. I'll say it right now because I think like you have to speak. There's never, there's not a ton of references in the Bible where Jesus wasn't speaking.
1: You could just wear a Christian t-shirt.
0: No, because you can buy those at the Goodwill and not even be a Christian. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe it's a start. But those things are starts. I'm not going to discredit those right. things. I don't want to be that guy. Because every place of sharing the gospel is a start to do so. So if it is, I'm going to wear this shirt that proclaims what I believe. That is the start of it. It's I am going to carry my Bible in and out of work. That is the start of it. I am going to listen to music that is Christian. That is the start. So these different areas of life that can ramp up the concept of sharing your life with somebody else in conjunction to the gospel that's in your life i think
1: yeah well and while we're talking about whose job is it to share the gospel i think it's important too to remember that it's not our job to convert people it's not our job to make them believe we it's our job to share the gospel um in first corinthians it says so neither the one who plants nor the one who waters." Is anything, but only God who makes things grow. Yeah. So even if you're sharing the gospel with somebody who has already heard about Jesus or who even proclaims to be a Christian, it's not your job to make that, you know, say the sinner's prayer with them and make them a convert
0: and like a half Nelson. Say
1: it. (laughs) Do it. Right. Like it's our job to share the gospel. And I feel like you said if that's the story of you and God and how you became a Christian, or if it's just trying to speak into their life in a difficult situation and letting them know how God can help them, um, or if it's creating an intentional space for somebody to meet Jesus. Any of those opportunities are great for you to share the gospel, and then it's the Lord that will actually do the work of making that grow. Cause that's a spiritual work. That's a spiritual thing for him Absolutely.
0: to do. Absolutely. You mentioned the idea of opportunity. So how does it happen?
1: Well, why don't um you share some of the things Wait. that we have done? Well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, flipped it on me there.
1: Um, that Ooh, have been how more the
0: turntables.
1: <laughs> that have been more intentional type things.
0: Well, we can be
1: You like a good party, Nate. I don't do. be ashamed of talking I'm about not. how you like to plan events and
0: We're a little things. extra. I'm a little extra. You're maybe even more extra. But we did something recently over the past year and a half or so where we just called them like table dinners and then they turned to the idea of like a family dinner, which not actual family, but the idea of we opened our house up, we text out some people who might be interested in this idea. Everybody responded with a yes and it was just intentional dinner. Like we're going to have dinner, you come over and we're going to talk about these questions. And they were heavy. They were big questions. Right. Like to start off, it was like, what is your current... What is your current view of the church? What is your current belief in God, or is there a God? Um,
1: the one question was, do you believe that the Bible can be trusted?
0: Yeah, and we hit these questions hard, and everybody was all in. and then it was, um, we kind of led the initial idea of like a referee in a way of like, and it was fun. It wasn't I don't want to sound weird. It was just like I was very upfront with. This is an open floor. You can present your opinion without getting bashed in the face or anything. Like it's just to show, it's just to create conversation. Um, we had our stance with the Lord. Our position was has always come from like the eye of the gospel. I would say so. In those tables, when it came to our turn to share, it really came from a biblical standpoint. Um, but to have that opportunity, it was intentional. It was on purpose. It was uncomfortable at times but it was necessary so that was one thing we've done and it's super fun and we've done now we've probably done maybe five four or five of those dinners over the year and a half and every time people come to them and they like them and there's a few people and friends and in our circles that want us to do one with them so we'll have to dive into that idea something else we've done is we Gosh, this sounds cr- weird, but we created these little micro conferences where we had ideas to share and put it out there for people to come. Um, we've done Bible studies in our house where we're like, hey, we're just going through this book of the Bible. We're going to read a chapter each week and discuss it. We don't have like a plan of like points and topics and I'm going to drive home this point. It was like, let's just all get eyes on this and discuss the gospel. That is something we've been up to. what else another thing I
1: think about is the Christmas Um, Christmas we've done like a Christmas yeah like a Christmas service I guess a Christmas special type thing where um, at a local coffee house we will get some people together to sing Christmas songs and then share the message of Jesus how Mm -hmm. he was born read the Christmas story read the Bible and um we invite people Just all of our different circles of life. So it might be people Nate works with. It's both of our families, a lot of our friends. And so it has, we just are surrounded by people from all these different circles of our life. And we're presenting Jesus.
0: Yeah. And then the because the opportunity is there, they all come with the willingness to listen. Right. Because they're coming on purpose. And it's not me cornering them in the break room demanding that they decide if they're going to go to heaven or hell.
1: Well, and... To be honest, you did post a work Bible study flyer one time. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> it, that was uncomfortable. It creates a little awkwardness. That was really because uncomfortable. Because then people but, were telling you like, "Oh, dude, I'm not going to your yeah, study. Yeah, didn't just know just how, how know. to
0: handle that. But I didn't know how to handle it either. I tried to make it like an email and I couldn't. So I put up this dumb flyer. And I remember just sitting there eating my eggs in the morning and people reading it. Like, you want to come to my Bible study? <laughs> Felt like a dummy. But that's how it started. Yeah, those they, were, some those were intentional. Those were intentional.
1: Intentional things that we have done to share the gospel. Yeah. So sometimes I feel like intentional is the way to go.
0: And I'll tell you what, the beauty of it personally is all of my friends, whether they are a believer or not a believer or whatever they believe, I love that they know where I stand and who I am because of those uncomfortable initially uncomfortable ideas that we executed and put into motion it just drew the like the outline of they have a pretty good handle on what and who i believe so that has actually been freeing for me over the years sure because i'm not living like i I, it's just one circle now
1: right now planning events and holding things and kind of like being like leading things like that that might not be for everybody
0: no that's a lot i mean That's, that's like it's, you got to have that weirdness about you.
1: Yeah. So there really is the truth of sharing the gospel in the way that you live and the way your life is. Um and we have had people that we have really admired. We saw the way that their life was and we could see like they're living the good news in their life mm-hmm. and we we want that for us too. We want to see like our family glorifying God. We want to see our family in prayer. We want to be able to to live our life in a way that Um, I don't know, you live the gospel.
0: Yeah, and that that I think is because the gospel is always appropriate. And it doesn't have to be that you're building a church and trying to get a huge whatever following of people with you. It goes from that all the way down to meeting with your dad for breakfast.
1: Well, yeah, and one of the biggest ways I think that we demonstrate the gospel and share the gospel is in our own homes with our kids and our Mm -hmm. families and You know, when we when we don't live the gospel and we say that we're Christians, we've got problems because that just gives a whole wrong message. There's a huge gap. I forget what Brene Brene Brown calls it, but when you live a certain way but you act a different way, there's just this gap that forms that really creates a lot of tension inside of you. And if that is in your family, you're not living the gospel that you say you believe. That's a hard thing. So yeah, not to just focus on the negative side of that, because the positive side of that is if you're sharing the gospel with your kiddos, then if they do grow up to be an evangelist or a missionary or whatever it is, they're just going to have all of that rich family home life to pull from because you demonstrated the gospel in the way that you live.
0: Dude, I like that. The gospel, it's good news. It's always appropriate on every level of every day. Um, whether we're li- like, Just live intentional ideas and situations, or just these unique ones that pop up here and there that you're just willing to dive into. Um, If you're listening right now and you've never really heard the message of Jesus, I'll tell you for me, over years of my life, there's C.S. Lewis said something that I think really changed my heart. And it was that Jesus didn't come to make bad people good, He came to make dead people alive. And I often feel The gospel is portrayed with this concept of quit being bad and be good when Jesus said quit being dead and be alive. And I think if you can start there with him, that is the best place to start. That's healthy ground to grow in. Because the good and bad will, uh, it'll crush you, it'll crush your your spirit, man. But I mean, we have the opportunity to not be dead and we can be alive. Eternally
1: realizing what the gospel is for yourself will definitely help it to pour out of you without even it being such an effort or without trying so much. Like some of the things that we've done, whether intentional or unintentional, I feel like that that comes out of us because we know the good news, and we're not perfect at it. We're not even really that good at it. Yeah, we're not. Like, Never been trained in it or anything. <laughs> we're not
0: getting called up to the big leagues, you know. But
1: I feel like we. The one thing that I do want to work at at having lived out in my life, is the fact that um, the gospel is not just for, it's not just for saving you from hell, but it's for helping you bring heaven to earth. Mm -hmm. And so just knowing that and trying to understand that and understanding what the gospel is for yourself will help you to, I think, share in your own life. I think that that would be true for evangelists, like whether you decide to be an evangelist and share the gospel in that way, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, if you work in, marketplace.
0: Ooh, the public square. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I can,
0: sell grapes. Yeah, I don't know.
1: What that. I think no matter what it is, you have your sphere of influence. You have people in your life that you can make an impact on, whether it's a baby or it's a whole network of people in your organization. Mm-hmm. If you realize the gospel for yourself, um, I don't think it's going to be that big of a challenge to share it with other people.
0: Guys, thanks for tuning in today, and thanks for listening. Uh, Remember, your life is lived every day, and what happens between Sundays matters, okay? So enjoy the day. Thank you for listening to the Between Sundays podcast. If you have questions or want to connect further, visit the podcast page at myhopefm.net.
1: And remember, your life is lived every day, and what happens between Sundays matters.